0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams offensive line steals the headlines. Plus, offense finds balance. Rams find a dub. And later, time for revenge. We preview Rams at Cardinals next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Becks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Lots of cool stuff to get into. We are, of course, going to be talking about this Rams offensive line, as well as this big old Rams dub over the Jacksonville Jaguars that happened in L.A. this weekend. And then on the other side, the back half here, we will be previewing the Rams and the Cardinals game. Is it time for revenge? I think so. I think it might be time for revenge, guys. Uh, but but uh, we'll go ahead and hop right in. I did want to, uh, A, apologize for uh, doing a poor job with these giveaways because what I did, I actually made a mistake that is extremely avoidable and I should have avoided it last week, is I asked the question on a live stream. And then those comments disappeared. So I was not able to get anybody in for a contest giveaway this week. So that's my bad. But what I will go ahead and do is I will draw two names next week. And no, you cannot double up. You cannot be a double winner for this one. Okay. But I've also get, I'm also getting a little bit of feedback here on my my giveaways. Or I guess more accurately the prize packs that are being sent out. That we don't only want to see decals and stuff like that. Maybe we're te- we're thinking some other stuff. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and reach out to Josh of Shows Sh- Customs to see what we can do about getting uh, some some other stuff in this giveaway. But also, I want to let you guys know that I, I'm also working with somebody else to see what we can do as far as different T-shirts. I think I teased that before, but we're going to keep on pushing that. We would like to get those out. Uh, it's not just going to be your basic Ram Showcase T-shirts. We're trying to get other stuff involved with that. So maybe some uh, some some sick Sheriff Joe Bags quotes, something like that. If you guys got your favorite, feel free to drop it, and then uh, we can we can see what we can do about getting that on a T-shirt for you guys, which is just going to be fun stuff. And also, if there's other decals that you guys like, maybe not necessarily just the Ram Showcase logo, but hey, maybe there's a way I could uh, do my my logo or something like that, the Sheriff Joe Bags logo, but. I don't have a giveaway for you guys. Like I said, uh, unfortunately, this week, I asked the question on a live stream last week when I was in Salt Lake City doing the show. If you guys are here with me every week, you guys saw that one. It was very different from the normal Ram Showcase episodes, but hey, considering the circumstances, I think we did pretty good. All right. We were in a different state, uh, underprepared. We had very little equipment to work with, and it went okay, and then I was not able to do a live stream from SoFi Stadium this week because that service was just terrible. I was barely sending texts over there, man. So I don't know how I was supposed to live stream, no, which is unfortunate, but I mean, I had a blast. So I guess that that's, that's really all that matters to me. I don't know <laughs> about you guys. I do apologize for not being able to get any uh, inside, you know, cool cool content going from, uh, from the pink lot, which was honestly one of the sickest things I've ever experienced in my life. That was I loved it with all my heart, but we'll talk about that here in a second. But for this one, guys, uh, because this is going to easily go down as one of my favorite Rams memories this last weekend. And so for this giveaway, all I'm going to ask you guys for is to give me your favorite Rams memory. That could be anything. That could be you watching the draft. That could be you watching a game. It could be you at a game. It could be. Uh, meeting a player in an airport or something. That's not something that happened to me. I'm just using examples here. So any anything that is your favorite moment that involves the Rams, I want to know that. And I know that they, these will kind of span all over the place, but feel free to drop them. What I, if you're going to comment them on YouTube, what I need you to do is comment that on the full podcast version. That's where I pull those from. If you guys are not YouTubers or you guys are hearing me on the fan-sided network, Then you guys can send me a message on the Ram Showcase Instagram page or uh, Facebook page. The Twitter page, I will get those messages, but sometimes I miss those. I'm not extremely active on Twitter. I do apologize about that. But, I mean, hey, it's just me here, all right? I can't run all these social medias, okay? The social media eye. But we'll try to get some more information out there on that one because I do understand the benefits of Twitter, and I also know, like a lot of the people that I interact with, have have been moving into the Twitter world off of places like Instagram and Facebook. Facebook mainly. Facebook, I feel like, is losing people, uh, especially in in the Joe generation, the Joe generation of because uh, I'm 30, so like right in this gap here, I think people are getting a little bit fed up with it, and it's not just just people in, in my age range, also. It's also the younger uh, younger crew. That is not necessarily loving it. So we're we're branching off into other ones, uh, but it's going to be some good stuff. But that's all I need from you guys to enter this giveaway, and we'll do we'll pick two winners from next uh, next week on the show uh, for a for a giveaway because we did kind of botch this last one. I was very ill prepared. I forgot the the names for the giveaway for the previous week, so I do apologize about that one. What I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, like reach out to you guys individually, everybody who entered that one and see what we could maybe do, uh, see if we can get something cool going. But let's go ahead and hop into the bidness, all right? So, we'll start with left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He is named the Rams nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. And honestly, I feel like this just needs to happen already, all right? Andrew Whitworth has been, like, the one of the better dudes in the NFL for so many years, and he doesn't get, I think, enough credit for it, okay? So he's up now. He's, he's the, he's our nominee, the Rams nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, which would be really cool to see him actually pull away with that one. I think he needs to see it before he retires though. Okay. So if he doesn't win it this this year, then big wit, Hey man, we're going to need you back again. All right. 2022 is, is calling your name. All right, big wit. We need you, man. We need you. But uh, I, I think that, that Witt is absolutely deserving of this. If you guys live in Los Angeles or you guys follow Andrew Whitworth, the things that he participates in with uh, the Los Angeles community, I think is is absolutely awesome. So uh, I, I think he's deserving. But hey, there's also 31 other dudes on that list who also are pretty deserving. There's only like one or two that was like, what are they doing? Like, I haven't heard them. You know what I mean? But I'm sure they're doing some awesome stuff as well. Let's move into some transactions here uh, slash injuries. First, we're going to start with the Rams waving wide receiver, J.J. Koski. And I don't know a single Rams fan who is that upset about this move. It's not a reflection of the person of J.J. Koski. I'm sure he's a really cool dude, but he was not getting it done on the football field. So to see him uh, waved, I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, super upset about this one let me make sure real fast I've got some pages open here so let me just make sure real fast that the Rams did not already put in the corresponding move for this one and it does look like a Makai Sargent who was on the practice squad who was pulled up uh, he has now ad- added to the active roster so um, I'm just now getting that news in here so uh, it's pretty recent information that did just come in uh, on uh, on the, the waiver wire or the, the transaction wire here so uh makai Sargent looks like he's going to be uh, officially part of that uh part of the roster now and he did get a couple of carries in this last game daryl henderson was active did not get any touches though now he was kind of like an emergency back kind of situation as he was dealing with the injury uh that he had so i did have in my notes here waiting for co- corresponding move justin hollins question mark question mark uh, but you know what, uh, Makai Sargent being the one that that kind of fills in that role, I have no issues with that. Justin Hollins, I know that we're still waiting for him to fully heal up and, and get ready to to get back onto the football field. So he has obviously he was put on IR a little uh, earlier in the season, and we are anticipating him back. But you know what, Justin Hollins, I think adding him to the to our pass rush rotation is going to be awesome, and he was killing it early season. Um, But we've also seen guys like T. Lou, Terrell Lewis. They've basically completely fallen out of the rotation. So I'm not sure what that's going to mean. Justin Holland's returning. What that's going to mean for guys like T. Lou, Terrell Lewis, and uh, Obania Ogronkwo, who are struggling right now to get into the rotation, but are very good players. So, I mean, that's a good problem to have if you're Rams fans. Not necessarily great problems to have if you're those specific players, because now the Rams will be rocking with... Uh, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Justin Hollins, who is definitely starting caliber. So that'll be the main rotation, in my opinion, uh, of, of what we see out there. Uh, Robert Rochelle is not expected to practice a lot this week, but he has not been ruled out Monday night against the, the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll kind of keep eyeballs on that one and see uh, see what his practice, his, his, his practice status is later in the week to see if he could potentially be inactive which I don't know if I necessarily anticipate or not it's kind of difficult to tell uh with his injury he just it's a little it's really up in the air right now for Robert Rochelle so hey it could be you know DLJ day so uh David Jr. maybe he can get in there and uh get some good reps uh but of course uh, these are the the I don't want to say the low, middle of the depth chart as far as corners go uh so it could be a lot worse uh it's really unfortunate still, though, to see a guy like Robert Rochelle go down. I think Robert Rochelle is extremely talented. He's just very raw. So I'm really excited to see what he can do with those reps. So these reps are very important to to him to for his development as he progresses into his career. So uh, we also, on the offensive line side, uh, more offensive line news, Brian Allen went out after one play, very first Rams offensive play, uh, I remember seeing it from, from my angle. I was like, dude, that's b He's out already. And then uh, it turns out he did suffer a sprained MCL. Coleman Shelton did replace him, though, at the center spot, which I'll be honest, I was a little bit surprised. I thought it would be just a little shifty shift with, you know, baby Corbett moving in and, and then Shelton getting guard snaps or something like that. But that is not the case. Coleman Shelton did take those center snaps, which is, hey, A-okay with me, man, because if you guys our regulars here on Ram Showcase, then you would know that I've been a Coleman Shelton guy from the very start. All right. So going back to the training camp days, I was all about Coleman Shelton. I wanted him to be the starter. And then, of course, Brian Allen, he was playing well. But let's not just ignore the fact that uh, Coleman Shelton in this Rams offensive line played awesome. Okay. They had an awesome day. And then uh, we also did see some other uh, some other shifting uh, on the offensive line, and actually we saw a decent—I don't want to say too much—but we did see the Rams sprinkle in some looks where they had six offensive linemen out there, which is awesome. But we'll talk about all of that here in a, in just a second with um, with the way that this this team kind of handled the 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 game, I guess, just the the way that they were handling the the Jaguars' defense. So. Let's go ahead and take a look at it though. Let's look back at this game, but first, before we get into the game, I just uh, thank you to everybody and to the city of Los Angeles. I had an absolutely amazing time. So first and foremost, I just I just have to give out some thank yous. Um, some some names that I know I left off, and I do apologize about that. If I left your name off, you don't feel like it's a personal attack or anything, okay? That just it was a lot of things going on this weekend, and it was kind of bananas the entire time, but. Uh, definitely a huge, you know, shout out to the, to the squad that I was hanging out with out there. First members of the Colorado spring squad, people that I watch football games with every single weekend here. So, uh, super pumped to hang out on the beach with Aaron and Misty that I thought that was such an awesome time. I did not want to leave. It was perfect. I loved it. It was so much fun, and then uh, the others with me as well—other Aaron, <laughs> uh, his cousin Joel, and his wife Katie. Man, it was just such a great time being out there. Uh, what we did is we went to to the Venice Beach Boardwalk, and we we checked it out there, and uh, it was just it was just such an awesome time, man. Uh, that was my first time, honestly, seeing an ocean <laughs> with my own eyeballs. So uh, I had been to the Gulf before, but. That's kind of like a fake ocean. This was my first time seeing a, a real live ocean, right? Right there, and uh, yeah, we were, we kind of walked out onto the sand and stuff like that. Got foot cramps for sure. It was awesome. Uh, it's hard to complain though because the the views, the sights, everything. It was just it was unbelievable. So to uh, to those five for sure, absolutely amazing time. Thank you as well. Uh, but uh, to the people who hosted us there, who hosted me and and my friends. Uh, and, and made the made the experience of a Rams game day just absolutely incredible. And at first is Chris, who I sat with at the game. I'll, I'll put a picture up of uh, me and Chris uh, standing uh, uh, right where our seats were looking over the field, which was just an awesome time. Chris is absolutely great. If you guys don't know Chris, well, first of all, you're missing out because Chris is awesome. Big Ram. Big Ram, man. Uh, it was super cool. I did not even think that this was going to be a thing that happened, so it was really cool. I, I kind of like walk around the corner and see see Big Ram standing there. I was like, dude, okay, this is great. AJ, who I've been Facebook friends with for years, I, I mean, just kind of walking down the aisle, spot him. He gives me a shot at like 11 a.m., and that's when the party really started, so AJ, thanks, man. Deshaun, the man uh, who uh, who actually runs the Compton Mania? Maybe I'll throw that shirt on uh, for the back half here. The the Compton Mania uh, shirt that I was able to to pull. And honestly, Deshaun is one of the better humans that I know in my life. I it's, uh, you know top three of the like the top best people I know, if not the best. So hey man, so cool to finally meet you in person, Lance the Big Seed, man. This was really cool. I didn't I didn't even see Lance. He found me. Uh, he saw the name on the back of my jersey, and it was really cool. Big Seed, if you guys know the Melon Heads, he's the one that started that. I've had him on the show before. I've interviewed him, but was able to meet him in person. I think I've got a picture of that one, too, that we'll put up as well. And then uh, Maurice, who uh, I, I've actually... I we c- We've interacted on Facebook plenty of times and stuff like that, and then I didn't even actually know that he was going to be out there until I think it was like the day of that I was getting out there. And... Uh, man, it was just super, super cool to meet you, man. And everybody else as well. And then also, I mean, those were just people that that were like kind of like running some stuff and, 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 you know, being welcoming in that regard. But some of the homies I was able to meet, people that I've been like Facebook friends with for years, people on the internet that I've just known for so long, so long. Uh, but first, I mean, well, John, who is an actual, a listener of the show. So what's up, man? That was super cool. I have, it's hard to put into words. How much it means to me when like somebody will tap me on the shoulder and just say something simple like "Hey man, love the show." Like I, if you guys see me in public, please keep doing that. I love it so much. And then I I, like I love to to uh, stop and chat with people and stuff. It's just so cool. But that that feeling—I'm out here in Colorado doing this show. I talk about the Rams, and then I mean these lights shut off, and I'm sitting here in this dark room just putting a video together, you know, and. The fact that it's reaching people and that you guys are enjoying it, it it means the world to me to hear that kind of stuff. Jennifer and Selena, that was so cool to meet you guys. Kelly, Alvin, I've been friends with forever. Jeff, Greg, Matt, Mark F. Dude, Mark F has been like talking trash on my Facebook posts for years and putting like these ridiculous comments like that, man. Definitely appreciated meeting you. That was super cool meeting you and your son. Awesome. And then Mark M as well, man. It's like these names that I've seen uh, on social media for all these years and and to to shake hands and to take photos and stuff. It was, I mean, just, it's unbelievable. And I had, I mean, thanks to you guys, to everybody I just listed and more that I know I forgot. So I do apologize about that. But to all of you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for making this weekend just absolutely incredible. I, I, I definitely just... I just appreciate you guys more than, more than you guys know. I appreciate you guys sincerely. Uh, but and then, uh, SoFi, of course, <laughs> SoFi Stadium, the main attraction there, except for our, our, uh, boys in blue over there, the LA Rams. Uh, but it's still unbelievable, man. You walk in there still to this day, like, I, I mean, it was only one other time. It was only my second time there. So I'm sure other people have been there plenty more times, but you still walk in there and that screen just grabs your eyeballs, man. And it's just, uh, it's, it's unreal. It's, it's absolutely amazing. The food was at where I was at, unbelievable. It was amazing. I wanted more, uh, but I didn't want to miss the game and leave and, and go back. Uh, but it also wasn't the normal concessions. It was the uh, Korean barbecue place, man. Oh, man, that Korean barbecue was the fuegness. Oh, top notch. I loved that uh, with my whole heart. Uh, but you know what? I, I think I've just come to terms with the, the fact that uh, SoFi Stadium is an absolutely incredible experience every single time. Let's get into the game, though. The Rams did defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty-seven to seven. My buddy Aaron called that one. He kept saying Rams by thirty, Rams by thirty, so nailed it on that one. Thirty-seven to seven victory for the LA Rams. The Rams showed a really good balance on the offensive side of the football here. One hundred twenty-six rushing yards, and that's just from the backs only on twenty-six carries. Uh, two carries came from Makai Sargent, who is now on the active roster, and then the Rams also. Put up uh, 295 passing yards from Matt uh, Matthew Stafford. So, um, uh, the balance is is massive there. The balance is huge. All right. So, I, I think we now see and we know that uh, hopefully Sean is seeing as well that when you have that kind of balance, very good things happen. You can win time of possession. You can. Uh, keep the football in your hands, keep it out of the you know, the, the opposing offense's hands, which, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and that, that Jaguars offense wasn't lighting anything up by any means. Defense had a really strong day, uh, which is not something I've said a whole lot this season, but it was really good to see. It's uh, against the Jags, who were 31st in points scored entering the game, but that was like over it was about 15.7, if I'm not mistaken, that they were putting up a game. So to hold them under their averages is what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for the Rams just to beat up on the Jags. It was to hold them under their averages on offense. And they did that. But uh, the Rams also just, they just felt more in sync and like they were just having a good time out there. It, that's something that we haven't seen the last three games in the, in the three game losing streak. We didn't see them look like they were just having a blast out there. So that was really good to see. But Again, like I said, sure, it's against the Jags, but 30 points is a big win in the NFL, and the Jags are still an NFL team. And if you could pull off a 30-point win against any NFL team, you're doing pretty good. All right, doing pretty good. I don't care who that team is or who you are. That's some pretty good stuff. And because the Rams got a big old dub, we are bringing back the game badge. Put it up, Sony Michelle, 24 carries, 121 yards. Did have one touchdown five yards per carry average. It's absolutely incredible. This is not something we've seen very often is the Rams giving the football to one guy 24 times on the ground. Weird what happens when you can run the football and you do it consistently okay so this was the Rams first 100 plus yard rusher of the season. We were waiting for Daryl Henderson to hit that. Hendo could not. And uh, Sony was the one that was able to get it done. And this did allow the Rams to maintain uh, the time of possession. And they ended with a total of 33 minutes and 45 seconds. So it wasn't just like over-the-top crazy uh, time of possession, but it was very, very strong. Moving on, quarterback Matthew Stafford went 26-38, of 38, 295 yards, three titties, and zero picks. He had uh, one or two from my angle which was honestly a little bit difficult to see some stuff, especially on the far end. But uh, a couple of throws where you're like, what was that? <laughs> um, but overall, I think he played really, really well. And uh, this is the kind of game that I think we wanted out of Matthew Stafford. But running off the play action like that, he was able to hit some guys deep. He was hitting people underneath. This, to me, is, is seeing Matthew Stafford in this game, that's kind of what we I anticipated seeing out of Matthew Stafford in this Rams offense, Uh, but he also looks a lot better when uh, the run game is actually a big threat, all right, but this Cardinals defense is definitely going to be a bigger threat, so let's see uh, if that can leak over into the future weeks we have coming up. Wide receiver Cooper Cup uh, had eight catches for 129 yards and one touchdown. Felt like a good old-fashioned Cooper Cup day even though his first reception did not come until late in the second quarter. Wide receiver Van Jefferson, six catches for 41 yards, one touchdown. Had that awesome touchdown in the back of the end zone, and I wanted to put it up here for you guys, because I actually had a pretty sick angle of Van Jefferson's touchdown, and so I wanted to share my video and what I look like when I'm in the stands watching an L.A. Rams game. Hit it! And this is me celebrating, guys. This is the perfect thing. For you guys' audio listeners, I do apologize. You guys are just going to have to go to YouTube and check it out. But uh, the eight targets for Van Jefferson. He's basically uh, replaced those Woods targets. So the number of targets that Woods was getting about, that's kind of shifting over to Van Jefferson, and he's the one getting those now. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ Brodale Beckham Jr., two catches for 28 yards, one touchdown. He is still working his way into becoming part of this Rams offense. And he's still getting comfortable with Matthew Stafford, but I think that that's coming over time. And I think that we're going to see one of these games, and I don't know who it's going to be, one of these next games uh, to wrap up the season, because we got week 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 now. Uh, then uh, one of these games, I think he's going to have a breakout game and he's going to put up like, like 138 and two touchdowns or something like that. And then we're going to be like, oh that's why we signed bro bj all right and then it's gonna be good to go and i just wanted to give a special shout out to kicker mad gay he is playing really really well right now he went three for three on field goals four for four on extra points and i can almost guarantee that i now have just caused him to miss every kick for the rest of the season because i said he's playing really well So, sorry about that, Matt, but, hey, good luck to you (laughs) the rest of the season. Not actually too many, uh, like, bad weather games either. Uh, It looks like even, because, like, Minnesota, I don't even know if that's at home, actually. I know we go to Baltimore, so that really looks like uh, the only one that I can think of on our schedule that would be, uh, like, a bad weather game. So, everything else looks like we're going to be domed or covered up, so it's going to be good to go. Uh, I'm not sure... If Arizona will be open, we usually don't hear about that for about 24 hours before the game. So uh, let's go ahead and hop into a quick break here. And on the other side, we got the rest of the West as well as the playoff picture. Don't move. All right, let's get into the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, the Rams' next opponent, who were able to defeat the Chicago Bears 33-22, Kyler Murray, just 11 of 15, 123 yards, did have two touchdowns, no interceptions, though. It was a pretty bad weather game, so I think that that played a lot into the factor of, of Murray not being heavily used in the past game, but the Bears... If you look at the stat lines, if you look at everything that, that went into this game, first downs, all that stuff, all the way down the list, you would think, and without the score, you would think that the Bears won. But there's that one pesky little stat line there. The turnovers proved to be fatal for the Chicago Bears as Andy Dalton threw four interceptions to that uh, Arizona Cardinals defense. But you know what? Also, if you watch the game, if you kind of watch highlights or anything like that, eyeball test would tell you that the Cardinals really weren't playing poorly they just kind of it seemed like the Bears were just doing a pretty good job so this is I'm kind of curious because if the the Cardinals really does feel like they got outplayed a little bit by the Chicago Bears Chicago Bears excuse me they came to play in that game so uh, that that kind of is an interesting thing to me when looking into this next game The Cardinals coming off of that one, but also I was given the predictions that I thought it was going to be a pretty close game. I didn't think the Cardinals were going to come in and just absolutely destroy the Bears kind of felt like they were just going to kind of go in, take a lead and cruise it out. You know what I mean? So nothing too crazy. Uh, But for week 14, uh, Arizona Cardinals will host the LA Rams 515 on uh, ESPN on Monday Night Football. Let's move over to the Seattle Seahawks, who did take on the 49ers. Seahawks won that game 23-30 to for the, the Seattle Seahawks. I think everybody was picking this game wrong. Who expected the 49ers to lose to the Seattle Seahawks? Russell Wilson was sacked four times, but he was also 30 of 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Ah, uh, the uh, 146 rushing yards and two interceptions that that really helped the Seahawks win the time of possession, and that's really where this dub came from. Russell Wilson just kind of maintaining the game. Of course, four sacks—you don't want to see that if you're a Seahawks fan. We love to see it. Uh, but uh, week 14, the the Seattle Seahawks will go to Houston at 10 o'clock. And that game will be played on Fox. So it looks like the Seahawks would be able to potentially string together a couple of dubs as those Houston Texans get beat up by just about everyone and are the opposite of the Green Bay Packers and could get swept by the NFC West instead of the opposite. For the other side of that, the 49ers losing to the Seattle Seahawks 23 to 30. Elijah Mitchell went he had 22 carries but just for 66 yards. That's a 3-yard average. Not incredible but George Kittle, nine receptions for 181 yards and two touchdowns, and it looks like Debo could be returning this next week. I think that Kittle was heavily featured because of the absence of Debo, but this just goes to show that if there was something that, that were to happen to Debo and to Kittle, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo crumbles, crumbles hard, all right? He's He's out here folding like a like a table in Buffalo or something because I I just he's got his favorite targets and I he I think he struggles to get away from that uh, when that is the case. But week fourteen, the San Francisco 49ers will be at the Cincinnati Bengals. This game's at one uh one twenty five on CBS. So an interesting game there. And I'm actually I'm not one hundred percent sure exactly how to how to predict this game. I think on the NFC West round table, I think I gave this one a one point win for the Bengals. And I think that I really went with the Bengals because they're going to be the home team. So I don't know. It's a tough game to pick though. Both those teams are very difficult to nail down. 49ers, I felt like the 49ers were going to do a really good job this season. That was coming into the year. And then I saw them play and I was like, oh no, they're not very good. And then then they go on this three game little streak here and it's like oh wait are they are they who i thought they were and then they lose to seattle and it's like oh wait are they who they are they who i thought they were then not when i thought they were then or that back then you know <laughs> let's take a look at the standings real fast in the NFC West we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals who just still lead the division at 10 and 2 the LA Rams in second at 8 and 4 and Sam Fran is back down to 500, 6-6. Six and, six, and the Seattle Seahawks are one loss away from giving Russell Wilson his first losing season of his NFL career. So that could absolutely happen. Not sure if it happens this week against the Houston Texans, however. But the Rams do get one more game against the Seattle Seahawks. So worst case scenario, we can handle that business on our own. You know what I mean? And hand that to, uh, to Russell Wilson, who I do believe is in his last few games as a Seattle Seahawk. I also am not super confident that Pete Carroll will return as well. But, hey, those are off-season conversations that we'll have after the Rams get this ring, all right, and after guys like Matthew Stafford are holding up Super Bowl trophies and stuff. Then we could talk about that, you know what I mean? Let's go ahead and talk it, uh, look at the playoff picture. Arizona Cardinals with that one seed. Green Bay Packers just below them and do hold the tiebreaker over the Arizona Cardinals if they can finish the season with the same record. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 9 and 3. The Rams hold the tiebreaker over them. The Dallas Cowboys are 8 and 4, still leading that NFC East. Your wild card team starts with your LA Rams at 8 and 4. And then you have the Washington football team and San Francisco 49ers both sitting at 500 with 6 and 6 records. And then we look at your bubble teams, teams just sitting on the outside. I'll be honest with you guys, I have zero confidence in any of these teams. I don't I think that all of these teams are getting more credit than they should. I don't think that these teams are are playoff teams. I don't think the Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, or Falcons are good enough to be playoff teams. And if they are able to kind of wiggle their way in over the Washington football team or San Francisco 49ers. I think that they're first round exits. So, I I'm just I have little confidence in those teams. I I just do, you know, it's look at what the Minnesota Vikings just did. Given Jared Goff his first dub in, uh, in in Detroit. Great game, but what the heck was that coverage? If that's going to be your kind of play calling in that kind of situation, you're not a playoff team. All right, simple as that. If you're going to be only covering the back 5 yards of the end zone in that kind of situation, you're just not a playoff team. Philadelphia Eagles I think that the Jalen Hurts is just way too inconsistent. Carolina Panthers, they had one dope game with Cam Newton, and then everybody lost their minds. And then what have they done since? Not a whole lot. And then the Atlanta Falcons sitting at 5-7. and seven, I just don't think that they're good enough on defense uh, to make any real strides. We will go ahead and hop into another break here. And on the other side, we got the Rams at Cardinals preview. Don't move! Check that link in the description below to get to Shaw's Customs directly and see what is in store there, and you can check it all out and buy some sick stuff. I can guarantee that if you purchase a Rams logo and then just leave a little comment saying, hey, I like that Ram," showcase one, man, I guarantee he will give you that one. Can confirm, can confirm. That is going to be in the description below, a link to Shaw's Customs. So make sure you hit it up, guys. Make sure you hit it up. He's got some good stuff. And then I will also be uh, getting back with All Pro Sports here soon, uh, especially for some uh, some some other shirts and stuff like that. Some uh, some awesome things that we got going on. Uh, I gotta get some more conversations in before we get that that rolling out. But we'll absolutely get that guy that for you guys. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at this game preview. We got the L.A. Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. This game will be on Monday Night Football with Steve Levy. And that's going to be a 5.15 p.m. Pacific time kickoff on ESPN. And I do believe that the Manning cast is back for this one. Love the Manning cast. Respect the Manning cast. Support the Manning cast. And believe there's an audience for that Manning cast. I'm not part of it. I just want a normal broadcast. I don't want all these ridiculous jokes and stuff like that. I definitely see its place, and I definitely see its value. Just not necessarily for me. If you guys enjoy it, hey, I'm not bashing you one, one bit, all right? Man and cast is cool, but I'm just going to be on the regular broadcast. So for this game, what we're really looking at is the Rams lost to the Arizona Cardinals in Week 4 just this season. That was a 37-20 win for the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals, with that win, broke an eight-game streak that the Rams had over the Arizona Cardinals. That was Cliff Kingsbury's first time defeating Sean McVay. And if you guys, you know, were here for my look back on that one, it just the Rams just felt off that day. It just didn't feel like a good day, and that happens. We see that with this team sometimes, where the you know we've we've mentioned it with Jared Goff in the past years, where on that first drive, if Jared Goff hits. 0 for 3 on the first drive and we punt it's like oh this is gonna be one of those days you know it just kind of it felt like that all game that like we couldn't really get it going and we've had other games like that as well uh even more recently you can look at uh those games I mean just I mean you could even look I mean Packers game was one of them that just it seemed just a little out of sync and uh I I know that this team is looking at this game They lost at home to the Arizona Cardinals, a division opponent. You got to think they really want to get that one back, right? So I don't know if this will be one of those again. I really, really hope not. That's the best that I can give you guys right now on that one uh, because it's hard to also get overly confident when you're coming off a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And like I said earlier, I mean, a 30-point win in the NFL is huge no matter who you're playing against. But I want to see it against really strong teams as well. And luckily, we have really strong teams, except outside of like the Minnesota Vikings, for the rest of the season. The so Rams have some pretty tough games here. So, uh, you get three division games, all three division opponents, including the Arizona Cardinals, and you also got the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it's, there's some tough games. Some tough games that the Rams have, but uh, the Arizona Cardinals are the first team to get to 10 wins on the season. So, They are definitely sitting in that number one seed in the NFC, and if the Rams can defeat the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinals would drop to 10-5, and and the Rams would increase to 9-4, and so they would be right there, and all we would need is just a little bit of help from somebody else to get into possibly the one seed. I'm not sure, because of course the Rams would not have the tiebreaker against the Green Bay Packers as well, but do have it over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this race for the one seed, the Rams are absolutely still in it, all right? Don't you for one second think that the Rams are out of this playoff race or anything like that? Even though that that three game losing streak happened, we were seven and one at a time, and now we're eight and four. So we're still sitting in a pretty good spot here. And I definitely think at worst the Rams do end with the five seed. I think that that feels that feels very real that the Rams could be sitting right in there. So uh, and uh, we had also uh, the NFC West roundtable. Uh, there was a question that I would like to pose to you guys as well, and I loved the question. It was a great question, and basically, the question is just this: It's if the Arizona Cardinals defeat the LA Rams, do they win the West? I mean, is it just is it just too far gone? I'll give you guys my answer. I think yes. I think if the Arizona Cardinals win this game, I don't see the Cardinals losing enough games to get the Rams back ahead of them at all. So, but how? Poetic would it be if the Arizona Cardinals steal first place from the LA Rams in Week Four, and then with just a couple games to go, the Rams are able to creep back into that uh, that number one spot in first place in the, the NFC West? That'd be pre- pretty poetic, wouldn't it? But of course, the the Cardinals don't clinch the division, at least to my knowledge, uh, they don't clinch the division uh, with a win over the Rams. But it becomes very very difficult for the Rams to get ahead of them. And like I said. If the Cardinals win this game, I just don't see the, the, the Cardinals losing enough games after this one uh, to, to fall down and and let the Rams pass them uh, for that first spot. So if the Rams lose this game, I do think it's a wild card. But if the Rams win this game, just need just a touch of help. Just a little, just a scotia help uh, from the outside. And then we can maybe get into the, the top four and host a playoff game. Speaking of hosting a playoff game, if you guys are interested in uh, learning more about getting potential playoff tickets head over to the rams.com they've got the information listed there let's take a look at the history of this matchup the Rams do lead the all-time series 45 to 39 and that is a 50, 53.5 percent winning percentage which is hey that's awesome is if you're over 50 percent, you're doing fine Uh, but the rams do have six more wins over the cardinals than they have 45 and 39 it's pretty solid all right first ever game between these two came on october 3rd of 1937 that was the chicago cardinals versus the cleveland rams and was a six to zero win for the cardinals the most recent game between these two came on october 3rd 2021 just earlier this season 37 to 20 win for the Arizona Cardinals and we've seen a lot of iterations of Rams versus Cardinals and I have them all listed here for you guys because those are the kinds of things that Sheriff Joe Baggs brings to you guys we had it started with Cleveland versus Chicago then it went to Los Angeles versus Chicago Los Angeles versus St. Louis Los Angeles versus Phoenix Los Angeles versus Arizona St. Louis versus Arizona and then back to Los Angeles versus Arizona as far as the Cardinals being called Phoenix Cardinals, uh, they actually, the Rams only defeated the Phoenix Cardinals only one time, one in four record, uh, only just five matchups though. And the St. Louis Rams never played the Phoenix Cardinals, but Hey, all over the place, uh, all through uh, both of these teams have played in three different cities. And the second city for each of these teams was the city of St. Louis And uh, the city of St. Louis did lose both of these teams to their current homes, which is Los Angeles and Arizona. Let's take a look at the matchup. We will start with the Rams offense, who does currently rank fifth in the NFL, just 0.6 yards off of putting up 400 a game. Going against, though, the number five defense in the Arizona Cardinals. who are doing an awesome job this year on that side of the football. The Rams... Third in passing, 289 out of Matthew Stafford. Just a couple here from the Wolf. And then the Cardinals are tied for fourth against the pass. Running the football, the Rams 97.9. Sounds like a sweet radio station. 23rd in the NFL, but the Cardinals defense 16th. So just a little bit higher, but that is their weak spot. But that's also what the Rams just don't really do a whole lot is run the football. And then the Rams are putting up 28 points a game tied for fifth. The Arizona Cardinals giving up under 19 and that is fourth place in the nfl so you know what this is basically your perfect matchup this is basically strength on strength fifth ranked offense versus fifth ranked defense third ranked passing offense versus uh, fourth ranked passing defense tied for fifth in points on offense for the rams fourth in points allowed for the cardinals so it's like your it's it is like your perfect matchup here and We'll see who kind of comes out on top of this one. It's 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 quite the the matchup, especially late season for a division game on Monday Night Football, so prime time. It's absolutely perfect. We'll see what Cooper Cup can do. First player to one hundred receiving uh, one hundred receptions. He is currently on pace for one forty one point six, which uh, the record is one forty nine. He's currently on pace for one thousand nine hundred thirty five yards. That's just uh, what is that, 29 below the NFL record, which is 1,964, so he's sitting right there at a good spot, but let's also not pretend like that wasn't in a 16-game season that these records were set, so he's really not on pace to defeat these records, but he is absolutely on pace, or could be potentially on pace if he can just increase those averages just a little bit. He could become the the new record holder and, and, and start the 17-game season holding this record with which everybody would be uh, getting their eyeballs on to try to beat. Let's go to the other side of the football here. Cardinals offense versus the Rams defense. Cardinals offense ranks 10th in the NFL right now. The Rams defense is 13th. I know that that feels weird that they are climbing back up there, but hey, those averages helped quite a bit against those Jacksonville Jaguars. Passing the ball, the Cardinals just on the outside of the top 10, while the Rams are right in the middle of the road at 16. And then running the ball top 10 for the Arizona Cardinals, with 124 and then the rams are giving up just barely over 100 a game and that is seventh the cardinals putting up some points 28.6 so just barely more than the rams offense is putting up but it is more and then the rams defense is giving up 22 and a half per game which is tied for 16th so middle of the road there as well the rams are doing a pretty good job on the road though uh with eight picks on the on the road but only four at home so I'm not sure exactly what could possibly be causing that, and if you guys want to look into these numbers more yourself, where I get this information, by the way, uh, stuff like the splits, is I go to footballdb.com. That's footballdatabase.com, or database if you're a jerk, but uh, that's where I get a lot of that information at, uh, so if you guys, hey, look it up yourselves, guys, also, and and find other cool bits of information and little cool things that when you're talking to somebody who's a Cardinals fan you can be like well the Rams do this in the second quarter it push up your glasses like that like a dork and then like you you can just kind of throw that kind of stuff out there it's really cool but that's where I find that information but hey the Rams are doing a good job on the road on defense and I don't know if that's like something that the 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 Rams kind of like come together and pull together when they're on the road uh, outside uh, instead of being at home but hey whatever is working is working and I think it. we, we all want to see that continue right against especially against a division opponent who has a potential uh, MVP candidate in there a potential Super Bowl team potential okay potential I'm not saying the Cardinals are going there I'm just saying they definitely are playing uh, playing some good ball this season Take a look at the three to see, uh, look back at the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We had Jalen Ramsey, who was drafted by the Jags in the first round a few years back. He had three total tackles in that early fumble recovery. I really wanted to see that fumble recovery go to the crib, but it did not happen. Uh, looks like Trevor Lawrence was barely able to get there. and There was a great picture of of uh, Jalen Ramsey on on Trevor Lawrence for that one, which was really funny if you guys didn't get a chance to see it. Classic photo. <laughs> Definitely a classic, but... If I find it, I'll put it up. If I don't, if I didn't put it up, that means I didn't find it. But uh, yeah, very good stuff there. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, 26-38, 295, uh, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. So hey, did fine, limited his mistakes, didn't throw a pick six this time. Hard to complain about that. I also had listed Ben Skoranek as uh, on my three to see. Uh, Or Van Jefferson, but that was all conditional on if Ben Skaronic played, which he did had a big third down drop, which he definitely should have had. But hey, made up for it on a big 35 yard reception, which was pretty sweet to watch. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Showing some flashes like he's uh, taking some tips from Cooper Cup out here. And playing some good ball but uh, the Arizona Cardinals three to see uh first we're going to start with Ernest Jones the last time these two teams played Chase Edmonds averaged 10 yards a carry cannot let that happen in this one run defense will be huge and we still don't have our best run defender uh at the linebacker spot which was Kenny Young of course we're not going to get him back but uh, it, Ernest Jones is going to be a, a big part of this and and he's definitely taking over that that top linebacker spot he's getting more reps than guys like Troy Reader, so he is the guy Ernest Jones is now the guy and I think at this point like we'll get into our our uh, awards later on uh, after this after week 18 is done but Ernest Jones looks like he he's pretty much Ram's Rookie of the year by default at this point, but also not by default because he's playing some really good football. Next up, we have wide receiver Van Jefferson. In the first meeting, he led the team in in uh, yards with receiving, uh <laughs> he led the team in in receiving yards with ninety on six receptions. That that led the team in both those uh, categories. The Cardinals they took away Cooper Cup, and if they do that again, you would expect that Van Jefferson and or Brodell Beckham Jr. Uh, to be uh, feature pretty heavy in this game so I kind of want to put a little asterisk there of saying that it could be OBJ that kind of is is the the guy that gets those targets could this be a breakout game for him we'll kind of see but uh, Van Jefferson is going to go with here because he was uh, in the first meeting the leading receiver for the Rams and then the last one here, I'm going to go with Edge, just Edge in general, because Kyler Murray is a he's a little squirrely guy, and you got <laughs> to try to contain him. And the Rams did a very poor job of maintaining or containing this Cardinals offense at all in their first meeting. In fact, if you watch that game, I'm not even sure what the game plan was to stop Kyler Murray. It wasn't to keep him in the pocket. It wasn't to flush him out. It just kind of seemed like they were doing whatever they wanted to. So the edge rushers are going to be huge in this one. Von Miller, of course, wasn't here in week four. So that's going to be a big difference uh, going into this game that Kyler Murray did not see in the first matchup. And Leonard Floyd, of course, those those guys both will have their hands full with with Kyler Murray. So hopefully what happens here is they can kind of squeeze that pocket and guys like AD can eat up in the middle, man, and then just kind of get, get Kyler Murray on, on, a, on his back, okay? Put him on that number one. We've seen it before where Aaron Donald can just kind of like, he just kind of brush against Kyler Murray and he like flies away because (laughs) he's, because I mean, Aaron Donald could bench probably like seven Kyler Murray's. (laughs) So, I mean, it's easy if we just can't, if we can get Aaron Donald to Kyler Murray, he just got to get one of them big old paws on him and it's just about over. Okay. So. Um, but just can't let uh, Kyler run loose on us like we did in that first meeting. That's going to be the, the main key here. We'll go ahead and hop into one more quick break here. And on the other side, we got Fan quesos. Don't move. All right, let's go ahead and hop into our Fan quesos Brought to you by Shots And I do, by the way, I apologize if you guys are getting wind sounds in here. I don't think it's coming through, but... It's mad windy outside right now. My windows are whistling, all right, because these windows are from the same year that I think Abraham Lincoln was around, so it's, uh, (laughs) they're old. All right, anyway, that's my joke. They're old. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with this queso from John. Uh, Let's see here. The majority of the league appears to be moving to pass-dominant offensive schemes. I suspect defenses are being able to adapt to defend the pass uh, more so than defend the run. Do you think that a team that is bold enough to go a, to go the other direction and build a run dominant offense might have a mismatch I, advantage in today's NFL? Man, I'll be honest. I think we just saw that. I real. I think we just saw that on Monday. I know your question came in on Monday, uh, but I think that that's exactly what we saw with the the New England Patriots, who were able to to get the the, the run game going and they didn't pass basically at all. So uh, what we're looking at here, like, sorry, I'm trying to like do multiple things here at once, but what well, they threw the football three times, all right, 19 passing yards for the New England Patriots, and they dominated the game. They played fine. So yeah, I think that, like, A, I hope that Sean McVay saw that game. And then also, I mean, you look at the way that NFL offenses are built today, very, very like exciting, very flashy, very vertical. And of course you have teams that are addressing that. Instead of having like one really, really good corner and then another one who's like pretty good and then your backups, teams are now needing, you know, four good corners and you also need good safeties who can also play against the run. So they're kind of asked to do a whole lot more. Edge rushers are becoming more important now because... Uh, of the of just the the amount of passes that they're the defenses are going against so yeah I absolutely think that if a team went just like really run heavy they would have a big mismatch advantage against most NFL defenses because it is a passing league today and defenses know that uh, it's not a secret to defenses that they need to be able to cover the pass but my only concern really with that would be practice in training camp uh, be, just because if just because your offense is like that doesn't mean that everybody else is doing it so you also still want to be able to prepare your defense in those settings uh to be able to to go against uh teams like the cardinals bucks rams who, who have just weapons for days like just uh, down the list is weapons like third fourth guys on on the wide receiver depth chart who, who could be number ones on some teams you know what i mean like so I, that's the only thing that i would necessarily bring up about that situation is I would want to see something some way to prepare your own defense to go against what the rest of the NFL is doing but it, yeah it would absolutely create a, a big advantage for for your offense if you can just just run it down people's throats I think it would be huge next question here comes from Alex do you think this could be OBJ's breakout game you know what I I absolutely think it's it's possible and and one reason the biggest reason why I would say is because we know that the Arizona Cardinals are going to put a lot of attention on Cooper Cup, and they did that in Week Four, and basically took him pretty much out of the game. That was so far Cooper Cup's worst performance uh, st- stat-wise was against the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I think it's abso- it it is huge. It is absolutely huge to uh uh to to take him away. Be- it, but now the Rams do have access to like Van Jefferson and and Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, Robert Woods would have been another guy that we, I would have t- talked about if he wasn't on IR right now. But yeah, I think that OBJ could be a little bit ignored because he has not gotten an abundance of targets yet. He has not gotten like just an insane stat line yet. So yeah, I, I think that it absolutely could be the case. And I also think, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals also have the internet and they know that that Van Jefferson was the leading receiver for the Rams the first time we played him. So uh, they didn't get a play against OBJ in the first one. So, hey, maybe that's like kind of the secret sauce. All right. Maybe we just needed OBJ to kind of just open up some more things. But, yeah, I absolutely think it's possible. Next one here is from Tyler. Do you think the Rams stick with Sony as the number one back? And when Akers is back, where do you see him falling in the depth chart? Um, I think that we'll see Sony and Hendo get a lot more evenly split now. That's what I'll say, because, yes, Sony had an awesome day. Against the Jaguars, okay? And I—that I, is, this is where it's important to meet uh, the the opponent because let's not pretend like the Jags are just some dominant team, all right? And actually, I can pull up the numbers here from a week ago to see exactly what they ranked against the run. It, they were tied for 20th, so let's not overreact to Sony's day. Big day, awesome to see, but let's not overreact to it. And let's not also forget that Daryl Henderson is a good running back. I think it'll just mean some more evenly even splits between the two, and when Akers is back, I don't anticipate him being that heavily used. I think that he would be he when if slash when he returns, which I'm now seeing his workouts and stuff like that. I do anticipate him coming back, but I don't think we'll see him get over ten carries in a game. I just don't think that they will just run him into the ground like that. I, I think we'll we'll be pretty soft with him. Edwin's got three for me. What's up, Juan? What was your favorite part about being back at SoFi? Dude, I mean, honestly, that place, that's my happy place, man. Like, I I love it there. I, I don't want to leave ever. I never want to leave there. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's so great being in there. It's my happy place. I want to live there. I want to find a way to not leave. I don't know. It's just the best. It's it's the the Rams home, man. It's Home is where the Rams are. <laughs> and and that's so fine, man it's it's just an incredible venue it's gorgeous you've been there i've seen your photos man you've been there you've seen it it's uh i like the lighting of it i think it makes our colors pop i think the screen is unbelievable i like the the way the field looks it looks players look fast on the field uh just the way that the, that turf is up i'm forgetting i'm blanking on the name of the turf that we have like the the what it is uh i've known it before but uh it's just it's just great man when when dude comes on there and starts saying, like, whose house, I mean, I I I notably think that that's a corny thing, but when he says whose house, I'm out there screaming Ram's house. <laughs> like, you know, it's just perfect. Number two here, do you think we finally found a punt returner? Let's, okay, the, I know people are going to hate this answer. Let's not overreact to what Powell did, okay? Because a kick returner busted one out, okay? Had, what is this, 65-yard return? Awesome. I was cheering. I think I jumped a little bit. I had some beers, whatever. But let's also not forget that his next one was like 14 yards. Okay, so yeah, his averages were good and stuff like that. But I'm still skeptical. Um, And I I think that everybody saw one or two returns and was like, this is it. This is our guy. You know what I mean? And I just think that that's a little bit of an overreaction. I do think that he'll be that guy for the rest of the season probably. Probably. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to lock in that, hey, we found our guy. Let's not let him go. I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. I just want to see a little bit more. And then number three, when we beat Arizona on Monday, do you think we will win out the rest of the season? I'm not sure if the Rams win out because we always get those games where kind of just like it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? It's happened plenty of times that the the Rams just, they'll come out in a game uh, unnecessarily flat. So, I mean, we've seen it before. Um, actually, you know what? Give me just two seconds here. I need to, I forgot. I was going to put on my Comptomania shirt and then we'll get back into the rest of the quesos. All right. That's so much better. Feeling good now, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. Compton I might be the only person in Colorado with this shirt. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. All right. Next one here comes from Chris. Uh, was that the bounce back game or do the, Ra- that the Rams needed? And, uh, will they keep the momentum? Is McVay holding back into the playoffs and will he open up the, the books and go all out? Was that the bounce back game? It sure feels like it, man. 30-point win, uh the good balance on offense. Defense played really strong, played fast. So it kind of does feel like that. Is McVay holding back? I don't think so. I don't I don't think that he would do that necessarily because I, we're also sitting at a five seed right now. And it's not like we went into the season like, all right, guys, we're heading out for week one. Everybody all three. Like what <laughs> five seed on three (laughs) wild card on three you know like when no one's doing that so uh i I wouldn't say that he's holding back but i would say that i think that the playoffs give him a little bit more of a this is it kind of vibe Uh, and i think we've seen that already i think we've seen that like in the game the playoff game that we had against the cowboys uh i think we've seen it even against the falcons uh we saw that I think. Um definitely guess the Saints kind of feels like everything was left out in that one. So uh, I think that, that it, it it kinda brings out the best in McVeigh of saying, like, well we have to like no no point in holding back now, kind of thing. But I don't think he's on purpose holding anything back right now. Felipe, what game plan should the Rams have going into the into Monday night to defeat the Arizona Cardinals well I would at least like a game plan which is not something that I felt like we had in week four kind of felt like the Rams just kind of let that game happen to them instead of controlling it themselves so that's really what I'm looking to see here I want to win time of possession and then try to do something with Kyler Murray whatever that happens to be whatever Raheem Morris believes is the right course there I think we should just go for that okay so like if 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 the Rams are going to be in a situation where they want to try to contain Kyler into that pocket, we I want to see evidence of them trying to do that. If the the idea is going to be to flush him out, then let's see that kind of stuff. Okay, if it, the idea is to confuse him, let's try let's see that. I just want to see something in the game plan. But uh, on offense, I want to see balance again. Uh, that was perfect, and then I want to see the Rams win the time of possession. Of course, this should always be your game plan. Uh but specifically against this Arizona Cardinals defense, I want to see just some more aggression on the defensive side of the football. It's a very talented roster over there. So you gotta just be aggressive. Jason, why oh, why such a lack of in-game adjustments overall this season? If we aren't if we are up at half, then we win. If we if not, we lose. Jason, uh, this is coming from uh De- Des Moines, Iowa. So thank you, Jason. Out from uh Iowa. That's awesome, man. Uh let's see. Um that that's hard to answer, man, because I already don't have a lot of faith in Raheem Morris, and one game against the Jags where the defense played really well didn't just magically change my mind on that. So I don't know. Uh, I would I agree with you though. Uh, why are we not seeing the the in game adjustments? I wish I had a real answer for that, but I'm not in those in that locker room, man. Like if I was there, I would have. Something more, I guess, to give you. And I, I feel bad that I don't really have like anything to give for this answer. But I, I just don't think we're seeing it because, I don't know, man. I really It's hard to tell. But yeah, you're right. We, we're we not adjusting. It doesn't feel like it, at least. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't look like we're adjusting out there. What would be your game plan on, on offense and defense to beat the Cardinals? Yeah, we kind of talked about that one a little bit. Uh, definitely try to get the balance going on, on offense run the football, especially if Hendo can come in. We can get Hendo and Sony, uh, keep them fresh throughout the game, uh, and then just make sure that we're uh, when they, if they're taking out Cooper Cup that we're hitting our other guys like OBJ and not just forcing it to Cup. And then I would like to see more aggression on defense. Next one here is from Jeff. Do you see the Rams changing punters next season? Man, I kind of hope not because Johnny Hecker is the absolute man. He's like on pace to be like one of the best punters of all time. So, I hope we don't, but I think he's doing fine, too. I don't think, like, he's obviously not in his prime a- anymore, just kind of like Aaron Donald, not in his prime. They're still amazing players, though, uh, and I don't I don't necessarily see a reason to move on from Johnny. I don't see any evidence of, like, oh, man, hopefully we can find somebody else this season. You know what I mean? I just don't see it. Next one here from Jeff. What is your favorite place to eat slash drink while in Los Angeles slash England last weekend? Oh. You know what? We were stopping by a lot of just, like, regular little food carts and stuff, man. It um, wasn't anything too nuts. I really wanted to check out some sick Italian, but I did not get to do that, unfortunately. Uh, but my favorite place, uh, I mean, if if we're talking SoFi, that Korean barbecue, guys, it, it's kind of changed my life a little bit. <laughs> it was, It was delicious. It was delicious. Let's see. When will Cam be back? Uh that one's from Zach. That's actually to be determined, Zach. Um I actually don't have an answer for you on that one, unfortunately. So um he's not been activated yet, uh, in any capacity. So like we don't even have he hasn't even started his twenty-one day clock yet. And I'll be honest, I just don't think like if he comes back, he's gonna be that high impact. He's coming off of like you know what I mean? Like he's never had training camp. He's he hasn't played all year. We're I think right now, we're looking fine at running back. Makai Sargent is not a bad player, and then we behind or ahead of them, we've got Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle, so I don't think it's even that urgent to get Cam Akers back. I think that Cam Akers is a very good player, but let's not pretend like every NFL team in the NFL right now, every team <laughs> doesn't have two or three backs who are starters, alright? So, I mean, they're running backs are kind of all over the place, and that's why they're not getting paid anymore, stuff like that, but if Cam Akers does come back, I'm not sure it's going to be that high impact. Rams house. Whose house? This is not a question, but I'm still upset the Rams didn't take Creed Humphrey, who is the number one ranked center in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I could say to, to, to this one, man, because I, I realize it's not a question, but the, the only thing I can say to this one is you can look at every single draft from 2021 all the way back to when they had like 400 rounds, you can always look and be like, "Oh, we should have went with that guy. Should have went with that guy here. Should have went." Yeah, it's always possible, and I like that because that just means scouting is not perfect. You don't actually know. You can't just look at a guy and say 100%. This is our guy. He's gonna crush it for us. It's so rare that that can happen. I mean, everybody thought Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf and Sam Bradford and and all these guys were going to be awesome. We all thought that. Everybody was kind of like in agreement like these are very talented players that probably you know, probably kick all the butts. And it just doesn't happen. And I mean Rams with tackles forever was <laughs> was the problem. But I mean you can always go back and look at them and 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 say we should have taken this guy. There's 23 teams that say they should have taken Steven Jackson, you know. There was only a couple of of players that you look at in that class ahead of Steven Jackson where you're like, oh yeah, that was a good move. They, that's better than Jackson. You know what I mean? So I get it, but I try to never go back and look at old drafts and see who we could have gotten. Cause it'll always make you sad every time. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, next one here from Rams house. I've preferred Sonny Michelle all season as running back one. I think because of Daryl Henderson's injury past, it has been holding him back to be the running back Rams fans want him to be. But the Rams drafted him to be a compliment to Todd Gurley uh back at the time he was drafted. Uh he was never supposed to be running back one. What are your thoughts on the running back situation? You're absolutely right. He was not ever anticipated to be the number one running back. He was always in an- like we were always anticipating that he would be a compliment back. But then he's also played really well. So let's not forget that. Uh but I, I think that he does best in a rotation. I think that he does best like I, I almost want to see where it's just split drives. You know what I mean? Like, I almost want to see this is Sony's drive. This is Hendo's drive. This is Sony's drive. This is Hendo's drive. I almost want to see that because I think that they both have their strengths. I think that they both have their weaknesses. But I, I would like to see that kind of situation. But yeah, if if the Rams had the guy, then Henderson is, I think, a better back. He's a better a better back to come in and spell that, that top guy than to just be the top guy. So hopefully the Sony rotation kind of does that in a weird way. You know what I mean? Just kind of puts it in there. So I'll give you that one. (laughs) Let's see. If you could bring back a Ram from their retirement to play in their prime in this 2021 Ram squad, who would it be? Oof. I mean, gotta think Steven Jackson in this Rams offense would be unbelievable. Uh, But also, I mean, we can also say Marshall Falk for that one as well. Any of these running backs, really, um, because that is kind of a situation. But I mean, specifically Steven Jackson with that power, I I, I think that that in this Rams offense would be unbelievable. But other than that, if the Rams weren't running the 3-4, I would say James Laurinaitis, because Rams all-time leading tackler, dude was all over the place. And I just don't remember ever seeing a game from him where it was like, oh man, Laurinaitis was just kind of off today. I don't remember seeing that. So those would be my main picks here, especially if we're going recent years. Steven Jackson, James Lord, and I love those guys. I thought they were awesome, and I thought, unfortunately, they were on some bad teams. What is Van Jefferson's favorite beverage? Dude, Van Jefferson does not seem very flashy to me. He doesn't seem like overly obnoxious. He just seems like he just kind of does his job, does it well, and kind of just goes home. He's like kind of quiet and stuff like that. But, there's a little bit of flash to him. Just a touch. Just a touch. Just a touch of that, you know, chaos in there. He's chocolate milk. Ch- <laughs> I've really got to read those ones before and not give my answer just off the cuff. <laughs> have I said chocolate milk before? Crud. I think I've said chocolate milk before. If I have, lemon water. <laughs> I don't know why that feels offensive. I feel like that's rude. (laughs) Anyway, uh, next one here. What was your favorite part about being at the Rams-Jags game last Sunday? Uh, A, I don't have enough time to get into that question uh, to say all the things that I loved. But um, for the game itself, what I loved was being able to see this team, to, to being able to see uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Andrew Whitworth. To see those guys in person, unbelievable. I absolutely loved that. That was incredible. And that's hard to explain. When you're seeing these guys, uh, guys like Vaughn Miller, who I date back to watching when he was at Texas A&M, you know, and you're seeing them out there and it's you kind of have those moments. And I don't know if you guys have these moments. I have these moments at concerts. I have these moments at at sports games. Like I, I have these moments where like, I'm really watching them right now. Like when I'm, when I see like the Scorpions, it's like, man, I'm really watching Klaus right now. When I'm watching the Rams, it's like, man, that's really Von Miller out here. That's really Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like it's those kind of moments to me that are absolutely unbelievable. But on the other end of that, uh, what I'll say is I think that Trevor Lawrence is still going to have an absolutely incredible career. And now, forever, I will be able to say that I saw him in his rookie season. He didn't play great. He didn't have, like, a crazy stat line or anything like that. But I did get to see him in his rookie season. And that is something that I'll kind of hold on to as well. Last couple here. Um, let's see here. We'll start with this one here. Uh, who would be a better motivational speaker at a high school anti-bullying assembly? Sean McVay, Les Sneed, Jalen Ramsey, or Aaron Donald? I've got to think it's Aaron Donald, right? I mean, I I think that for an anti-bullying assembly, I think that would be the one. Like if 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 you're somebody in school and you don't have to put stuff or whatever. I was definitely bullied in school, it's whatever. I'm like 30 now. I don't care anymore, but like if you're if you did go through that or are going through that, it can be rough, you know what I mean? It's definitely lame, but Um, I think that if, if somebody like if Aaron Donald showed up when that was happening to me and kind of gave some speeches and stuff like that, I think that would have been a game changer, man. I mean, seeing somebody like Aaron Donald who just goes to work and is the best at what he does like that. And he's also such a genuine dude. I I think that hearing from him would be unbelievable. And so I I would, I would think Aaron Donald, but I almost think that if it was Aaron Donald and Andrew Whitworth, you could not beat that. You could not beat that. I don't know, and this is not intended to be a shot. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey would do a good job at that, because I like I feel like Jalen Ramsey is a bully. You know what I mean? So like I don't know if his if his advice would be very good. Like he'd be like, "All right, guys, if you guys want to really bully somebody, like, if you really want to get into somebody's head, like I I don't know. It's uh I don't know if Jalen would be the best for that one." And I'm not trying to take a shot at Jalen. Love Jalen. Definitely one of my favorite players. He's not above Jordan Fuller. Jordan Fuller for president. Hashtag Jordan Fuller for president. Um, But uh, I just just don't know if Jalen's the guy for that, I guess, (laughs) is my response to that. And then uh, Peo also, uh, last one here, is going to be, have you ever got in trouble because of your Rams fandom? Depends on your definition of trouble, man, because I can absolutely say that I've, um I I've lost relationship because of it. Uh I've I've been told like you take this way too serious. Like I can't I can't do it. And like and my first thought is like, well this sucks, but then it's also like, well the Rams would never leave me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's it's fine, but like as I've definitely gotten in trouble like in certain in, in jobs and stuff like that for like um like looking stuff up or watching highlights or something like that. People are like, get to work or whatever. But like nothing too bad. I would say that that's the one. Is that like I've I've definitely I can count like multiple relationships slash potential relationships that I've lost because of my Rams fandom, and I don't care at all. Like it's not that's not me sitting here being like feel bad for me or anything like that. It's fine. I don't care if if you can't handle it, my Sheriff Joe bags. You don't deserve me with Joe Brand. <laughs> you know. You know, all right, that's gonna do it for our fan cases. Though, so thank you guys so much for dropping those. Genuinely appreciate those guys. It's one of my favorite segments. I let this one go over all the time because I just love answering these questions and having some fun with them. So, thank you guys, and we'll keep on posting those in the uh, in the the community board on the YouTube channel. And then also, if you guys want to add me on Facebook, you can add, ask them there as well. My name is Joe Brandham. I'm very reachable. I'm uh, definitely out there. Um, so uh, my pub my my profile is public, so if you even just want to follow, that's fine too. Uh, so do whatever you got to do. It's mostly just Ram stuff. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, my, my personal Facebook is mostly just Ram stuff. I don't even know. Last time I posted something, it wasn't Ram It's been a while, I think. But um, that's... <laughs> not everybody loves that, but that's not my problem. They can unfollow me. It's their choice to be there. So... Um, But that is going to do it for me. Uh, Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase and all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it pretty simple there. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Or if you guys are on fan-sided and listening on Ramblin'Fan.com, then definitely head over to the to uh, the, the YouTube channel. That's where most of the magic happens. If you guys are watching me on YouTube, then any article that you read on ramblingfan.com, you can also listen to me right on that page uh, with an embedded player there. And then you can also follow... Uh, Ram Showcase, just like that. So that is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Baggins. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio and Fan Sided. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.